This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. Hello, you sexy sat stackers, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. As always, I am Chris, and today is Wednesday, March 23rd, 2023, and that means it is DCA Wednesday. So we're doing things a little bit different this week. As I mentioned in the previous episode, I am in the middle of the ocean pulling a little bit of a plan B, and uh, I don't have data. So this is my pre-recorded episode that I that I did before we actually did our stack. But rest assured, our stack, as you remember, if you listened to the last episode, uh, we set up an auto DCA on the Cash App. So we will be stacking alongside you today. Uh, in fact, by the time you listen to this, we probably have stacked. Uh, we just have not stacked yet at the time of this recording. Real quick, I want to thank those of you listening on your favorite podcasting 2.0 app. Uh, we have uh, several of you who have been streaming us sats, and we did receive one boost. Of course, I am recording this a little bit earlier than normal, so if if you sent in a boost and I'm not reading it, uh, I will get to it on the following episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. As of the time of this recording, we've received one boost, and that is from uh, multi-booster Leggy, uh, he's, Leggy's been a, Leggy has been a, uh, supporter of this show since pretty much the, since pretty much the beginning of Fountain, uh, and today Leggy writes, uh, Le- Leggy boosted 6,000 sats, so that's part of your question. Uh, if you look at the show, it appended this, um, the show notes, this, your, of last show, your, uh, your boost should be appended, uh, to the show notes on the Fountain app, and it shows 6,000 sats. Of course, uh, Fountain did take a fee of that. When I'm looking at the at our Lightning Wallet, our Fountain Wallet, we have 5,700 sats. So to answer your question, they took 300 sats. But uh, as opposed to when you boosted on Breeze Wallet, it all came through in one boost instead of splitting into two different boosts. But I digress. Uh, Leggy's boost says, So, switched now from Breeze to Fountain. Another 6K to check how much gets lost in fees. Fountain says 95% should go through. Last Thursday, I was worried that at the time I start here, 5.30 a.m., should be about 11.30 p.m. in the States. The podcast was not available, but it aired short after. Listening to your podcast is my new Thursday morning routine. Smiley face. Fountain also seems to have a way higher character limit than Breeze. Nice. Thanks and greetings from, at the moment, Luxembourg. Thank you, Leggy, and greetings from, uh, at the moment, the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, so I guess that answers two questions for those of you who might be wondering the differences between boosting on fountain and boosting on breeze, uh, fountain, let that whole thing go through as one boost. It, uh, actually shows up in the show notes. If you look at the last podcast on the fountain wallet, you'll be able to see that boost. Um, and, uh, and it was a lot easier for me to find too. Uh, I have to go and dig through looking for boosts from other apps, but you know, you do, you, uh, listen from whichever app you feel best suits your needs. And thank you for those of uh, you supporting us, uh, especially you, Leggy. All right. So speaking of those of you from around the world, Leggy checking in from Luxembourg. Uh, currently, uh, well, we have a fairly international audience. And as of this moment, 52% of you still, as, as in last week, are listening from the United States. Doesn't look like we've got much of a change here. 
14 percent of you are listening from argentina hola amigos five uh, percent of you are listening from germany from deutschland so uh it's uh, probably guten abend where you are uh, but danke schön danke für alles uh, mein freund zum deutschland same thing goes for the three percent of you listening in luxembourg and or germany depending on where you're listening from at the moment leggy and uh Three percent of you are listening from Colombia. Two percent of you are listening from Sweden. Two percent of you are listening from Canada, and two percent of you are listening from Spain and Venezuela. So that's cool. It's a little bit different than last week. A tiny bit of a, a shakeup. Nope. Yes, Colombia moved up. Colombia had been two percent last week, so must have picked up another listener or two in Colombia because this week Colombia is up one notch, just below Luxembourg at three percent last last week. Uh, Canada, Spain, Venezuela, and Colombia were all 2% of our listeners. So thank you very much once again for all of you listening from all over the world. It's really, really cool to see that people all over the world are, are listening to this podcast and hopefully helping to orange pill friends all around the world, making new friends every day. Uh, so I'm just looking at some abbreviated show notes. As again, this is kind of a pre-recorded show, so I'm a little bit doing things a little bit differently today. A couple things that I did want to talk about again, that we've automated our DCA stack. That's one of the really cool things about Cash App. As you know, we've been stacking sats using Cash App uh, every single stack so far um, since this podcast began back in 2021. Uh, and normally, I'm a glutton for punishment. I like to follow the price charts and I like to manually make my purchases. But Cash App does let us automate that. I walked you through how to automate your DCA stack uh, last episode, but it's really super easy. Again, Cash App is not a sponsor of this show. They don't even give us a custom referral code. We just have an alphabet soup style referral code like anyone who has a Cash App account. Uh, if you do not use Cash App and you don't already have Cash App and you want to use Cash App, uh, please consider clicking on the referral code in the show notes. Uh, at the time of this recording, you'll get uh, their, their, their promotion is you'll get five bucks free for signing up and the podcast will get five bucks free as well. Uh, so you'll get paid and you'll help support the podcast uh, if you choose to download and use Cash App if it is in fact available where you're at. Uh, so regardless of where you choose to buy your sats, I think it should be crystal clear to everyone listening by now that you need to get your sats off exchanges. Uh, I don't keep my sats on the exchange. I keep a tiny bit of Satoshis when I'm purchasing on Cash App. The reason is I don't want to, uh, I don't want to move $20 worth of Bitcoin you know, just uh, 80,000 sats or whatever it is at the moment worth of Bitcoin to my hardware wallet. Uh, because one day if, if transaction fees are the equivalent of like $20, uh, those would be unspendable UTXOs. So uh, I like to wait till I have a couple of purchases and then move them. But the way that most people say to look at that is don't keep any more, uh, any more, any more Bitcoin on an exchange or a hot wallet of any type, whether it's your own hot wallet on a cell phone or on your, on your Bitcoin node, or your lightning node, even uh, then you would, feel comfortable carrying around in your wallet, right? So if you're the sort of person that gets nervous if you have more than $20 in your wallet, you know, then that's a decision you're going to have to make for yourself. If you walk around, the, you know, routinely with $500 or $1,000 in your wallet, then then you could probably get away with leaving $200, you know, on a, on a hot wallet. But even so, you would probably be worse off leaving it on any exchange um, than having an unspendable UTXO, especially if that exchange happened to be FTX, for example. So... What do we, we've had uh, FTX, Celsius, Terra Luna, BlockFi, all the way back to Mount Gox. It's just been one rug pull after another. Uh, we've got the potential Silvergate 
bank contagion going on as we speak. So get your get your Bitcoin off exchanges. Uh, I have about $40 of the Bitcoin on Cash App right now. Uh, I'm going to send that to my hardware wallet as soon as we make this next stack because normally I'd wait till I have closer to a million uh, a million sats. Or sorry, yeah, about a million sats is what I what I like to move to my hardware wallet. Um, but I'm not going to disappear over the horizon for a few days and leave my Bitcoin to chance, hoping that Cash App doesn't fold. Cash App, I think, is one of the better exchanges out there. We've got Jack Dorsey solidly in our corner as an orange-pilled Bitcoiner, but you never know. You know, there were companies out there that might not have gone down had FTX not collapsed. Uh, so you never know. Uh, get those get those Bitcoin off exchanges. And speaking of moving your Bitcoin off exchanges, I don't think I mentioned this last episode, but Matt O'Dell lost his bet with Marty Bent that the mempool would never clear again. I teased on Twitter when when the mempool got down to just two transactions, and uh, O'Dell replied that it had, in fact, not cleared with a graph of the mempool. But then pretty much right after that, it did. So uh, he paid Marty Bent. Actually, I don't think he paid Marty Bent 100,000 sats. I think they'd agreed to go double or nothing. Uh, but I digress. And at the moment, the, the mempool is completely full again. Uh, nowhere near as full as it was at its peak a couple of weeks ago, but uh, somewhere in the 50 transactions where the block's pending in the mempool last time I checked. All right. The two things I wanted to talk about on this episode are dollar cost averaging. But before that, I wanted to talk about price um, and why price doesn't really matter. If you are not buying Bitcoin to get rich fast, to get rich quick, which you should not do, obviously. Uh, Bitcoin is a long-term in, uh, investment. You, you shouldn't even really use the term investment because uh, investing sounds like you're putting away Bitcoin to one day convert it back into US dollars. And ideally, you should be stacking sats so that one day you can use those sats during hyper-Bitcoinization or if Bitcoin becomes the global reserve currency as opposed to uh, treating it like any other run-of-the-mill investment that you'll sell one day. Uh, and along those lines... Uh, Adam Meister at TechBald on Twitter has his 210,000 block theory. You've probably heard me reference that from time to time on this podcast. And what the 210,000 block theory says that basically at any point in time, if you take the current block and you go backwards 210,000 blocks, Bitcoin will have been less expensive then than it is now. And by extrapolation, if you go 210,000 blocks into the future, Bitcoin will be more more, more than, uh, than than it is now. Uh, you know, Bitcoin is fairly volatile. We've seen a lot of big ups and a lot of big downs. We're currently in the middle of our bear market or, or the beginning of the late, the next bull market, bull run, depending on, on how you, you see things. Adam thinks that we'll officially be in a bull market in a bull run when we cross about 32,000. At the time of this recording, we're not there yet, not even close. In fact, Bitcoin was down a little bit. Uh, you know, that Silvergate FUD shook things up a little bit. Uh, and who knows where we are at the moment because I don't... Uh, I won't have data. I'm, I'm at the time this is recorded, at the time this is playing, at the time this is airing, uh, I'm out of touch. I'm I'm floating away. Uh, so I don't even. I shouldn't even really be talking about price because Bitcoin like Bitcoin could be over thirty two thousand right now, and I wouldn't even know, right? Um, but the long and the short of it is, is uh, Bitcoin it goes up and to the right. You know, regardless of whether we have our highs and our lows, Bitcoin is basically stair stepping up and to the right. If you zoom out, the the graph goes up and to the right forever. Uh, every four years, we have our halving, which has resulted in a bull run, and Bitcoin sets a new all-time high, and then it, you know, after the hype phase, maybe it goes a little higher than it probably should have, and then it crashes back down, usually by about 80% in Bitcoin's history. So, uh, you know, 
four years ago, Bitcoin ran all the way up to, well, more than four years ago, two cycles ago, Bitcoin ran all the way up to just under 20,000, depending where you get your data in the $18,000 range, most, most exchanges, uh, and then crashed all the way down to the $3,000 range uh, before starting its next bull run where it made that double top at 64,000. Then it went down when, you know, Tesla sold their Bitcoin or whatever, the Elon FUD, and then set a second all-time high later that fall at around 69,000. Before crashing, not quite 70 or not quite 80%, a little less than um, than that 80% that it tended to crash. And uh, who knows, like we've said, maybe the bottom isn't in and there's another big capitulation to come. Maybe it's already happened while I'm sailing out in the middle of the ocean. Maybe it's the Silvergate contagion. Who knows? Only time will tell. But if you believe in the 210,000 block theory, and even if you don't and you just believe in the promise of Bitcoin, you know that in the future, Bitcoin will be worth more than it is now. And so price really isn't that important. All that really matters is how many sats you have. As we mentioned in the last episode, it's estimated that if the entire world were to try and use Bitcoin, there are only 250,000 sats per person right now. Uh, it'll be even less as the population of the world explodes. Uh, so, you know, you might think I'll never be a whole coiner, but nobody 10 years from now will be, you know, the average person will be lucky to have 250,000 sats. A couple of months ago, that would have been just two stacks, you know, about $40 of the Bitcoin. So we're early. Price really shouldn't matter. What you should be paying attention to is the number of sats in your stack because uh, one day there won't even be a USD value. You'll just have your share of the 21 million Bitcoin. And if you have more than 250,000 sats, you're going to be in the richer half of the population of the globe, at least if, you know, hyper-Bitcoinization happens. Either way, if Bitcoin continues its trend, if the 210,000 block theory holds true, four years from now, Bitcoin will be worth significantly more than it is at this moment. Uh, and to explore that 210,000 block theory a little bit more, uh, when we last stacked, we stacked at block 778,886. That was last Wednesday. Uh, Bitcoin was at a USD price of $23,692.19. So 210,000 blocks prior to that was block 568,886. And that block was mined on March 26, 2016. So not quite four years ago. And the reason for that is, you know, blocks come in on, well, they, they come in, at, they're supposed to come in at an average of 10 minutes, but they come in basically, you know what, randomly. So the protocol obviously adjusts to try and keep those blocks coming in at 10 minutes. But as Bitcoin's network has grown and more hash power uh, comes online, those blocks have been coming in faster than 10 minutes. Uh, even though the difficulty just adjusted upwards, blocks are still coming in faster than 10 minutes. Uh, because network hash rate's growing. So in theory, 210,000 blocks will be less than four years from now. But it's important to remember, you know, this is not based on human time. This is based on blocks. So 210,000 blocks ago was March 26, 2016. And at the time, Bitcoin was worth $3,912.07. So uh, if you had purchased then, uh, you would almost have 10 x not quite 10x, but Bitcoin's worth substantially more now than it was then, even though we're kind of at the bottom, near the bottom, if not already having established a bottom of this bear market. Uh, even if Bitcoin drops back into the teens, like some fuzzers are saying, I saw someone on Twitter yesterday uh, showing a graph and is doing TA and predicting why Bitcoin will be 18,000 uh, next week again. Even if that happens, that's still six times what it was 
210,000 blocks ago. Um, and of course, those dips, you know, tend to be short-lived. That's why um, dollar cost averaging works so nicely because no one really buys the bottom, no one really buys the top. And by buying consistently, we tend to smooth that out. For example, we didn't buy the most expensive Bitcoin has been, and we haven't bought the cheapest it's been. I think uh, the you know the the the, the uh, most expensive we bought was uh, I don't remember, but it wasn't sixty nine thousand, and we didn't buy fifteen thousand dollar Bitcoin either. We bought like seventeen thousand or eighteen thousand Bitcoin, but our average cost basis right now is a, is around twenty eight thousand uh, U.S. dollars per coin, and while that is upside down. Uh, it's nowhere near as bad as had you YOLO'd in at the top, for example. And if Bitcoin stays lower, that dollar cost average is going to come down. Of course, none of that really matters during the next bull run. If we're talking 100,000 Bitcoin, 150,000 Bitcoin, half a million Bitcoin, $1 million Bitcoin one day, with a billion dollar Bitcoin that we saw that one prediction, uh, was it Fidelity or, or Vanguard? One of, the, uh, one of the investment firms out there that predicted $1 billion Bitcoin, and don't quote me on who it was because I don't have that in my show notes for today, but we discussed it on a previous, a previous podcast. Uh, nonetheless, nobody has a crystal ball, but the point being, if Bitcoin goes up into the right and continues to do what it's always done, uh, Bitcoin will be worth more than uh, even 69,000, you know, for 210,000 blocks into the next all-time high or 210,000 blocks from the previous all-time high. To keep that into perspective a little bit, that block 568886 uh, contained 13,230.4 Bitcoin, and the average transaction size was 4.4 Bitcoin. At the time, that block contained $51 million of the Bitcoin. Today, that block is worth $295 million. So uh, more than 5x, almost 6x, as we said. All right. So again, we're not going to get into our stack right now, but we are doing our DCA stack or we did our, we, our DCA stack will have been done automatically for us. Uh, if you don't know what DCA is, again, DCA is short for dollar cost averaging and dollar cost averaging is, well, it's one of the main investment strategies you hear, whether you're investing in stocks, bonds, whatever, gold, orange juice, uh, Dollar cost averaging is an investment strategy where you invest your money in equal portions at regular intervals regardless of price. So our regular interval is weekly, and that seems to be pretty common for most people. Most people tend to DCA on payday, and most people tend to get paid once a week on average. Some people get paid by the job. Some people get paid uh, every two weeks. Some people get paid, you know, whatever you get paid. If you get paid weekly, maybe maybe weekly is your thing. If you get paid bi-weekly, maybe bi-weekly is your thing. But Again, do your own research, pick a strategy that fits you. The important thing is that it, you invest equal portions at regular intervals and you keep it up. You don't try and time the market. You don't try and uh, buy, you know, you can buy the dip, but you don't rely on, you know, trying to buy the dip or, or waiting, to thinking there might be a dip coming. You just buy when it's time to buy and everything seems to average out. Uh, our equal portion is only $20. I picked $20 for two reasons. You're probably getting sick of hearing this if you're a regular listener, but the reason we picked $20 is because even today there are people online on Reddit, on the internet, on, you know, on Twitter saying, I only have $100. Is it even worth investing? Am I too late? You know, when Bitcoin sets a new all-time high, that'll, that'll be even more people will be worried about, did I miss it? Am I too late? And, uh, and also there's people listening in places where $20 is a lot of money. So again, this is a you do you, do your own research kind of thing. 
but pick an amount that you feel comfortable investing, an amount that you don't need, that you don't mind. If Bitcoin were to crash for whatever reason and go to zero, an amount that's not going to affect, you know, it's not going to ruin your life. Uh, definitely don't invest any money that you need to pay your rent or buy food, you know, any money you need to survive. Uh, and so for most people, $20 definitely falls into that category. And we've already shown that even at $20 a week in less than two years, uh, we've already stacked, you know, 5.7 million Satoshis, uh, which is a lot of, a lot of sats, uh, a lot more than um, you would have purchased if you had bought just $100 of the Bitcoin uh, because it adds up over time. For example, if you had YOLO'd in when we first started our dollar cost average series on July 28th of 2021, uh, if you had YOLO'd in on that day instead of DCAing $20 a week, you would currently have a stack of 4,229,990 Satoshis. That is 1,565,579 fewer sats than we have. So, um, you know, you can draw your own conclusions, but we've definitely done better dollar cost averaging than we would have if we had decided to, to just lump some invest on that day. Uh, and again, uh, you know, dollar cost averaging is a long-term strategy. I don't, I wasn't planning on, you know, getting rich in two years and I wasn't planning on stopping DCAing in two years. Uh, any, any, if you want to, if you want to guarantee that you're not in a loss on Bitcoin, for example, like we said, reference that 210,000 block, you should really be looking more than one cycle out in the future. So depending on where you buy in this bull run, you may very well find yourself being one of those people like in 2017 that bought at 16,000 and then saw Bitcoin go down to three or like one of those people that bought in 2020, the 2020 bull run um, that bought it uh, or 2021 and bought it um, at 66,000 or 69,000 and then saw Bitcoin go back down to 15,000. Uh, you know, maybe next bull run you buy in it 150,000 and we see Bitcoin fall back down to 50,000. Uh, that's not how you should look at it. You shouldn't even be paying attention to the price. You should be paying attention to the total number of sats you have because while it's human nature to look at your, your pile, your stack of sats and try and value it in whatever the currency that's in use currently at the moment where you live is, uh, you should really engage in that long-term thinking. Another Adam Meister quote, uh, because what really matters is where your stack is going to be four years from now or two cycles from now in, you know, in, in the 2028 having uh, when even the people that bought at the top of the 2024 bull run will be, you know, in the money. Uh, if, you know, history doesn't even repeat, but rhymes. All right. Well, that is about all I have to talk about right now, mainly because we're doing this, you know, pre-recorded, and uh, I, you know, I could be, there could be some massive news story going on right now that I, that I'm just completely missing because, you know, like I said, I'm out in the middle of the ocean right now. So um, I don't want to waste too much of your time because you could be like, you know, talk about XYZ implosion or talk about the pump, talk about $90 million Bitcoin or whatever the current price is, right? Uh, so rambling on and on about uh, what we did last week. Uh, I can only take up so much time, so if your time doing that. Real quick, I do want to reach out to you again and ask for you to follow us on Twitter. On Twitter, we are at BTC Bulletin Pod. And, you know, the more people that follow us on Twitter, the more people will see our posts, the more people will find out about the podcast, the more people will find out about Bitcoin, the more people will find out about DCA. Hopefully the more people will be orange pilled, the sooner hyper Bitcoinization happens and the better off your friends and family will be uh, because you followed us on Twitter and they saw our posts on Twitter and they, you know, help maybe help orange pill them. 
And also, I want to hear what you have to say, what you think about the podcast. The boosts are a fantastic way to do it. Thanks again, Leggy, for your, for your boosts, for all of them. Uh, Leggy's got to be our number one fan as far as boosts go because, and I don't have the list of boosts in front of me right now, but just going off my memory, Leggy seems to be our number one booster. Uh, although we had uh, some people in there that were throwing us sats pretty regularly that weren't boosting, so I guess I really need to total up the sats uh, before I before I make that uh, before I make that determination. But let me know what you think. Again, you can DM me on Twitter at BTC Bulletin Pod, or if you're not into Twitter, uh, you can find us on Noster. Uh, and I don't have my Noster X Pub with me or my Noster public key. Uh, with me right now and uh, it would be too long of a character string to read anyway but if you follow us at btc bulletin pod uh, our noster uh, private or our noster publication should be on there somewhere uh, if you're not a twitter or noster person you can always email me and the email address for the podcast is bitcoin bulletin at protonmail.com that is bitcoin bulletin at protonmail.com and of course next wednesday hopefully i will be back in the space coast of florida and we'll be doing our stack in real time. It's really cool to have your, your stack on auto purchase, but you know I'm that glutton for punishment. I like to I like to uh, watch the I like to uh, watch the numbers, watch the watch the price charts, and actually I like to make the the purchase while I'm recording the podcast because that's what the podcast is all about, right? So hopefully next week I'll be making our stack in real time. Uh, but until then. Don't forget to join us this Wednesday, next Wednesday, and every Wednesday for that DCA Wednesday episode while we grow that stack, hopefully together. Until that time, though, keep on stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers. <laughs>